Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. And here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines from Morgan Square, more or less, out here on the Main Street, right in front of, uh, down a little bit from uh, the wing, and uh, it looks like it's going to quit raining just in time for the show, right? Well, the sky seems to be lightening up. Listen, there's a bunch of food trucks down here, and not many people, so if you are getting ready for an early lunch, head on down to downtown Spartanburg. Well, you know, I don't think it opens till 12. Okay. <laughs> so you could, if you're way off, you could head down this way. It opens at 12, right? 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. We want to thank uh, Alex Smith for setting all this up for us and for the folks at the radio station, Ryan Clary and everybody, for giving us remote. An hour ago, I thought this was a punishment assignment. So <laughs> it was thundering well, I and was, pouring down rain. I was considering to start putting pontoons on my wheelchair. Well, I tell you what, you scooted right in here, and uh, I think it's going to be a great afternoon. It has almost quit raining, and um, skies lightening up and everything. And we're looking forward to having a good show for you today. With, uh, of course, Deb Williams will be coming on at ten twenty. And our special guest at 11 o'clock will be none other than Hall of Famer, three-time Daytona 500 winner, and 1983 Winston Cup champion Bobby Allison. It's always fun to talk to Bobby. I'll be glad when we get him on here. Yeah, Bobby's uh, been a guest every year. Uh, he was supposed to be on earlier this year, but um, he really didn't feel like coming on that day when it got down to it. So we uh, we said, you know, we'll get you later on in the season. So that's today. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, a good two hours here. Come on down. I don't think you should come yet, though, because, like I said, I don't believe uh, they Unless start... you just want to talk to us. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got uh, we got swag here. Uh, we got hats for sale and uh, um, T-shirts and the tumblers. And uh, I think the Braves' uh, schedules are free. I was going to try to get a buck apiece for them, but I don't <laughs> I think they're free. But um, it's uh, it's clearing up, and it's going to be a great Saturday afternoon, uh, and it's a improving Saturday morning right now. A um, couple of announcements. Greg's not with us this morning, but he did get us a guest, and uh, Greg's uh, a little under the weather. He has some health problems, and I tell you, this would not be a good day to be out here. No. And um, I tried to give Ronnie a pass not to come, but he said, nope, I want to be there, so Ronnie's here. And uh, Alan Hill, who, of course, has been a big part of our show since we started, has decided he hasn't been on yet this year. And he's he's just, on sabbatical. He's on the – well, <laughs> I think it's worse than that or more than that. He's uh, our defending uh, Nelson Crozier Cup champion. He's got the trophy, but I think he would rather fish. And so, Alan, we miss you. 
And I'll tell you right now, if you call me up in July and say I want to come back on the show, then you come back on the show. But, Absolutely. Uh, for right now, I just I finally just asked him, uh, texted him the other day, and I said, are you coming back? And he said, I think I'm going to fish. So, <laughs> uh, so that's quite all right. You know, I think he's got a pretty good gig going there with the fish. He, I, is. he doesn't uh, fish for free. No. He goes to a lot of the fishing uh, tournaments that they have weekly here. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, it's just like a regular, I don't know if you call it a tournament. I mean, I don't know the nomenclature of fishing that much, but he, uh, they just fish every week for a prize, for prize yeah. money. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's almost like a league right. or something like that because it's, uh, a, I think of a tournament as every once in a while, uh, you know, but the, this is something that happens every, uh, every, every week. Yeah. So, um, He's going to do that, and he occasionally sends me a picture of a a big fish, like a twenty-seven pounder or something like that. So he's a uh, he's, he's good a, at it. He's real good at it. So Alan, you have at it, and we will uh, uh, hopefully hear about you getting back on the racetrack someday. That's what I, I was always hoping you'd do. I'd rather I'd rather lose you to the racetrack than the fishing hole, but it doesn't matter. You do what you want to do, and. Uh, and we uh, appreciate all you contributed to the show. And uh, if you want to come back, come on back. Uh, did, did you hear that uh, thud last night about 1130, 11.45? No. That was South Carolina coming down to earth. Oh, oh, yeah. I heard that one. Yeah, that was a big one. You could hear it all the way from D uh, Dallas, Texas. Yeah. I tell you what, um, very disappointing. <laughs> the uh, baseball team laid an egg. Of course, they're now what twenty-seven and three, but uh, they looked awful. They hit the first pitch of the game out of the out of the yard, and after that, they didn't do much else. I think they picked the guy off second right after that. But Mississippi State laid it on them last night, thirteen to three. I think was the final score. And I said, "Well, that's okay. They'll be fine. Uh, let's get this basketball game going here." And uh, it just didn't look like the Gamecocks as uh, as they had played all year. They certainly didn't hold Caitlin Clark uh, in check well, whatsoever. One of, keys, one of the keys to the game for them was to hold her under 30 points, and they didn't do that. And They and, didn't hold her under 40. That's right, and hold Iowa to uh, under 70, and they didn't do that either. So <laughs> pretty late there, there was some uh, some opportunities. Uh, they even, I think, maybe with, what, five or six minutes to go, they did take a one-point lead, but they, right. they couldn't hold it. They Zaya Cook uh, was magnificent at the beginning of the game, and it's not her fault, but she had some pretty bad turnovers, I thought, there. And they, uh, that greatest defense in the history of college basketball looked like they had a red carpet out for them to come in and make layups and things. So uh, it just didn't look like the Gamecocks, but they had a good year. Whatever they what would they end up thirty something and one yeah but the one <laughs> thirty three and one maybe something yeah like something that. like that but the one is the one that uh, can got them back in Columbia probably late last night early this morning so uh, that's okay got a lot of baseball if you're a Gamecock fan or a Clemson fan to watch and uh, just looking forward to football I'm always looking forward to yeah, football and speaking of Clemson their softball team is ranked number five in the country well they ne I mean they never lose do they. They haven't since it started. <laughs> they, oh, what, four years ago? Yeah, they've been real good, and uh, uh, good luck to them. And listen, three of the four teams that are in front of them 
have a worse record than Clemson. Mm. Well, the only one that doesn't is Oklahoma, and they have they haven't lost. I don't think the uh, Clemson lost one. The baseball team uh, leaves a little bit to be desired. They're having a, a pretty pretty rough year. Yeah. I, they may still have a winning record, but they're they're not up to the Clemson standards. No, certainly not. Okay, well, this is a racing show. Let's talk racing. Let's talk a little. Hey, bit about last racing. week, who won our 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 pool? Um, of of picks that we have, I got it. Do you know? I think I, I think I do. Who was it? I think it was Ronnie, Ronnie Black, and uh, he. Uh, I'm still in third place, but <laughs> but did you see how close we are? Yeah, I, I mean everybody, we're right on top of each other. It's uh, go go over this one. Deb gets on there, but Deb took the lead. She's got ten points. I've got nine. You and uh, Lanny have eight, and Greg's got one. So. Yeah. Uh, the race yeah, for the yeah, Nelson Cup. Great little is, off his game this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He usually waits till July to get a point. So, uh, <laughs> but you're doing what you're doing real well. But they did run at Coda last weekend, and uh, the race was pretty much as expected. A lot of, a lot of. Did you watch it? I did. A lot of crashes going into the just at the end of that front straightaway. Mm-hmm. You go into. A, over a 90-degree turn there, and it's just too many cars trying to fit through there. Like oh, going in there five abreast doesn't always work. But, yep, I sort of wondered how Ronnie was, uh, what kind of tip he had when he picked Tyler Reddick to win it. But you were right. Pretty much blind luck. Well, that, you were right. Tyler Reddick was the winner driving the Toyota, and that was the first win for uh, uh the team car to uh, Bubba Wallace. Right. So uh, that was a good good showing for him. Bubba didn't have a good day, though. No, Bubba was, like, first one out. Yeah. Just about. He was. Uh, he finished 37th. Well, the first lap uh, took out Ty Dillon, Jimmy Johnson, and Bubba Wallace. So yeah. uh, a pretty nasty entrance into the turn one there. And like I said, you can't fit as many cars in there as actually try to get in there. So uh, they were five wide. Going into it, it would be enough for 10 wide, but coming out of it, it's about a lane and a half. Yep, and uh, there were cars strewn all over the track, as they say. Tyler Reddick was the winner. Kyle Busch finished second. Alex Bowman was third. Ross Chastain, last year's winner, was fourth. William Byron was fifth. Austin Cindric finished sixth. Ricky Stenhouse, seventh. Chris Boucher, eighth. Ty Gibbs, ninth. And Todd Gilliland was tenth. Um... Looking on down the line, some of the other finishers. Kyle Larson was 14th. Uh, Kevin Harvick was 13th, as a matter of fact. Denny Hamlin was 16th. Looking on down through here, let's see who else we got. My man, Daniel Suarez, was 27th, and he got some kind of fine. I can't remember what he did now, but he... uh, I don't remember either. Yeah, he did something that he ought not have done. And uh, Joey Logano, who has been red hot, was 28th. Now, the Grand Prix drivers that were going to, you know, maybe uh have an edge because of their their uh road course prowess uh didn't didn't work out that way for them as a matter of fact the leading one was jensen button who uh finished 18th but he admitted that he was exhausted he said he almost had to stop and get out of the car and he it just wore him out he was driving for rick rare motorsports at number 15 the other uh Ringer, so to speak, was Kimi Raikkonen, who is actually an ex-Formula One champion. He uh, 
He finished on the lead lap. He was the last car on the lead lap, driving that number 91. And um, he uh, he just, you know, found out that it's not as easy as it looks, I guess. I don't know if any of these guys. I know Jensen Button is uh, supposed to run some more races. Uh, where is car number nine? That was, yeah, Jordan Taylor. He ran up front a little bit of the a little bit of the race with uh, uh, and sit, sitting in for um, what's it say? It says NASCAR's fine Suarez fifty thousand dollars for post race incident. What did he do? See if you can see what he did. Right. Uh, what I was going to say is that uh, Wayne Taylor is s- filling in. I'll get it out in a minute oh, for Chase good. Elliott, and he will uh, run. The other two road courses until Chase is ready to come back. What you say there, Ronnie? He after the race going down pit road, he kept bumping. Uh, Who was it? Yep, that's what he did. He bumped somebody. Bowman, Alex Bowman, Alex Bowman. So they uh, ought to learn to get along better, and I think fifty thousand dollars might persuade him to uh, to try to do a little bit better. But and we, said he nudged uh, his teammate Ross Chastain aside so he could get behind. Alex Bowman. Well, Alex Bowman is, uh, you know, worked for Mr. Hendrick, and he's got a lot of cars to uh, to beat up. If he wrecks one, they'll just bring him out another one. Of course, Suarez runs for Trackhouse, and it's about the same with him. Yeah. The point standings after Coda, it's William Byron is leading the points. Oh, big news. They gave all the cars from Hendricks that got fined 100 points last week, they gave their points back to them. So uh, they, I guess their appeal came through. Well, it partially. That part did, which is probably the most important part of it. Yeah. The crew chiefs are still suspended for four races. And the monetary fine, which I think was $100,000 for each uh, one of those cars, right. it stayed. But looking at the long, uh, the big picture, I think they'd rather have the points back than anything. So, well, they've got deep enough pockets. Those fines aren't going to hurt them. No, they really don't. I, I think they go to charity or they go someplace. We'll ask Deb here in a few minutes. Uh, but anyway, the point leader is uh, William Byron, and he has two wins. So he's uh, two different reasons he's out front in the point standings. Kyle Busch has a win. He's second. Joey Logano is third. Fourth is Tyler Reddick, and fifth is Ricky Stenhouse, and those are the race winners. So they're uh, already qualified for the playoffs. Sixth is Alex Bowman, who got his points back. Seventh, Ross Chastain. Eighth, Kevin Harvick. Ninth, Christopher Bell. Ryan Blaney is tenth. Kyle Larson is eleventh, who got his points back. Austin Sendrick is twelfth. Martin Truex Jr. is thirteenth. Brad Keselowski, fourteenth. Denny Hamlin, 15th, and Chris Boozer is 16th, and those are the cars that, if they went to the playoffs today, would be in the playoffs. Right. They take 16 in cup. And uh, on the outside looking in, the next four or five, Daniel Suarez, Corey LaJoy, Michael McDowell, and Ty Gibbs. Bubba Wallace is 21st. So that's the way uh, the cup came out last week. We'll talk about Xfinity a little bit later. But right now, Josh, if we want to, let's, uh, let's take a break and come back. You are listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at the carolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. The Atlanta Braves are back, and this 2023 team is ready for another epic season. 1-1 pitch, here's a deep drive to left center field. This thing is clear for takeoff. Back-to-back home runs, Ozuna and Riley. Listen to Atlanta Braves baseball all season long right here on Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. The Braves are looking for their sixth consecutive NL Eastern Division ground, and you can hear that chase right here on your home for the Atlanta Braves. Fox Sports Farnberg, 98.3 FM. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Suray or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Fest out here on Morgan Square in front of, or actually we're in front of the Palladium Building. I don't know what's in there. No idea. Uh, Deb Williams is at Richmond, and she said that the driver interviews, they call them the scrum, the scrums with the drivers, uh, just started. So I don't know when Deb will come on. I told her to just let us know when she's available. Plus, get this, Ronnie, I got a text from uh, Mike Hill. Okay. Loyal listener. Yes. Chase Elliott's out for the year. Really? Yeah. 
So I don't know. See if you see anything on your phone about that. Okay. Look that up and tell us about it because uh, that is big news. And I guess, I mean, is Josh Berry going to be the replacement for the rest of the year? And then, uh, uh, of course, he already got Jensen Button for the road courses. But that's, uh, I mean, I guess that break was worse. They, they were talking about six weeks for a broken leg, but, you know, yeah. a year. I don't know. And, and, and that's a lot to say the rest of the year for the the uh, NASCAR because it goes all the way to November. That's exactly right. And they, uh, um, you know, drivers come back from things all the time, like broken legs and concussions. And, uh, you know, some do and some don't. So, I mean, I'm not going to speculate. I have no idea. Maybe you can find something out. But I don't know if something else is going on there or not. You know, they had him on the show last year, uh, last week on the broadcast right. of the race, you know, on a – like yeah. a Zoom call or whatever. And right. Uh, he was their guest commentator. He was their guest commentator. And that, that German, <laughs> Gunther yeah. Steinhardt or whatever he was, that was kind of, I don't really know how they got him on there. I don't know if he added that much because um, he's uh, with Haas, Haas' Formula One team. But anyway, big news about Chase. And, Mike, thank you for passing that along to us. So let's let's. And- you may be hearing it here first because there's nothing on on the internet yet about that. Well, Mike's on top of it. Yes, he is. <laughs> I tell you what, and I'm sure Deb might have some other information too. Uh, I feel certain we might get her uh, either. Uh, I'm thinking maybe after Bobby Allison's interview, but hopefully we'll right. get Deb later on. Let's look at Xfinity, and uh, you hear the train going by the crossing down there below. Uh, Right there at Spartan Automotive. And the wind's picking up a little bit. And uh, hopefully uh, we're not going to get one more wave of bad weather. It does look like it's uh, deteriorating just a tad where a few minutes ago it looked like it was going to be nice pretty soon. So they ran at Coda, the Xfinity cars. And actually, Jeremy finished 14th. But it was a good race for him. It he, was. He still hasn't hit anything. He uh, had a, a pit penalty for uh, parking on the line, stopping on the line. And uh, evidently, I have not seen his uh, video evidence, but evidently he has a picture showing that uh, it wasn't that close. So uh, yeah. he was on from R.J. Rockers with Alex this week. And uh, Alex is walking around here someplace where I'd ask him, but it was a uh, um, he's headed back this way. I he, see. He's got another handful of food. Looks like he's not, got another brisket biscuit. <laughs> he's uh, he's going to sample everything here until <laughs> his show comes on at 12 o'clock. Uh, but Jeremy actually finished 14th and moved up a position in the point standings up to 18th. And uh, he um, is now only... Let's see how far he is. I think it's 38. He's 38 points out of the 12th place, which is the, uh, the the position that goes, the last position that goes into the playoffs. And uh, if you could let Alex use your headphones for just a second there, Ronnie. Uh, let me ask Alex something here um, very quietly. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, you had, you had uh, Jeremy on uh, Wednesday, and I listened to part of it, but... Um, I listened to all of Jeremy's part, but he had a penalty on the pit road at uh, 
Coda, right? He did. He did. Did you see the picture? No, but that's why I got you on here because yeah. I saw him showing it to you. Y- you know, there's a, there's the white line on pit row where you can't go into the next box, right? right. Everybody yeah. knows that. Uh, he was asked to give a little extra room for at, Justin Allgaier. For Justin Allgaier. Yeah. Nice guy, I guess. Uh, and so Jeremy, doing the right thing, pulled up a little bit, had his crew look in front and check and say, you're good, <laughs> because there was a good two inches yeah. from the front of the car to the white line. Yep. Like, not... Not across the white line, not even on the white line. Yeah. And yet, he still got a penalty for being over. And had to go to the end of the longest line. Had to go to the back of the field. Uh, He made his way back up into the top 15, but he showed me the picture that they took. And you can see the blacktop. Mm. Too bad. bad. Yeah, bad luck. All right, well, thank you for that. Uh, How's the food? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I've had some brisket. I've had a couple nibbles of some pulled pork. I've had a Krispy Kreme donut. I'm having the time of my life out here, guys. That's a full-course meal there. That's a two, three <laughs> Trying to anyway. save some room because I'm supposed to do a little judging later, but I may be tired of barbecue by the time <laughs> the judging comes around. Last night was the chicken wing, I think, competition. Yeah, last night was the, the chicken wings. I had a bunch of smoked wings out here. So. Yeah. Okay. That's good. All right. Well, thank you for that. I just wanted to, I knew you had uh, some first-hand knowledge there. All right. Well, let's look back at the Xfinity race. Um, Justin Allgaier was the winner. He won it last year, and he won it this year. Now, you got to remember, like, these first three finishers, Justin All. I mean, uh, A.J. Allmendinger was first, second was William Byron, and third was Ty Gibbs, and those were all cup drivers. So there really wasn't an actual Xfinity regular uh, until Sammy Smith, who finished fourth, Justin Allgaier was fifth, Daniel Hemrick was sixth, seventh, Sam Mayer, eighth, Josh Berry, ninth, Sheldon Creed, and tenth was Riley Herbst. As I said, um, Jeremy Clements finished 14th, and you take out the cup drivers ahead of him, uh, which you can't do, but if you could, he'd have, be, uh, he'd have been 11th, so... Jeremy's doing, he's do, still doing okay by my book. Now, they uh, run today, of course, on Saturday for the Toyota Care 250, but that'll be at 1 o'clock on FS1. You know, they usually uh, uh, run a little bit later in the day, and we would, uh, I don't think I'm going to make Applebee's today. I'll probably have some barbecue here. But normally, uh, you know, I'm home. we're home on Saturday from Applebee's and all that stuff, and the show well before uh, the Xfinity race comes on, but not today. It's going to be at 1 o'clock. So uh, I don't know what kind of weather they're having up there. I'll have to check the radar in a minute. But the uh, uh, race is at 1 o'clock. So adjust your Saturday schedule accordingly or or record the race like, uh, like I may have to do. But Jeremy is up to 18th in points. Um, he's only 38 behind Cole Custer, who is 12th in the Xfinity standings, and actually Jeremy uh, was more like 41 or 42 or something, I can't remember now, behind last week, so uh, he moved up, he moved up uh, by finishing 14th, and I think uh, he's, I think I heard him tell uh, Alex that they um, uh, qualified like in the top 10 last year, and he had a pretty good run, if I'm not mistaken, I don't, I was going to find out how he fared in that race last year and uh hopefully uh maybe i can look that up during one of the breaks but jeremy's doing fine he's a long way to go miraculously maybe the only car that hadn't hit anything yet so he's doing real well let's uh jump over here to the trucks 
The trucks did not run last week. Uh, I'm sorry, they did run last week, and they uh, ran the Expel 225. Not sure what you know what Expel is. No. <laughs> okay, I don't either. But the uh, IndyCar race is the Expel race too. So whatever it is, they're. Uh, I have no idea. We'll find that out too. Um, but the truck race was won by Zane Smith. Zane won the first race of the year at Daytona, so he won uh, last week at uh, Tex- uh, yeah, in Texas at the uh, Circuit of the Americas. Second was Kyle Busch. Third, Ty Majeski. Fourth, Tyler Ankrum. Fifth was Ross Chastain getting a little truck practice there. Sixth, Corey Heim. Seventh, Nick Sanchez. Eighth, Tanner Gray. Ninth, Kaz Gralla. And tenth, Ben Rhodes. Um, looking down at the point standings for the trucks, they uh, are led by the two race winners so far this year, Zane Smith. Second is the other race winner. They've only had three. Christian Eckes won the other race. Third is Ty Majeski. Fourth, Ben Rhodes. Fifth, Grant Enfinger. Sixth, sixth Matt Crafton. Seventh, Tyler Ankrum. Eighth, Matt D. Benedetto. Ninth is Corey Heim. And tenth is Tanner Gray. The trucks only take the top ten to the uh, playoffs, so those would be the that's the top ten if they had the playoffs starting today, which they don't. And again, their next race, the trucks, is today at Texas Motor Speedway. They are running uh, in conjunction with the Indy cars down there, and we'll get to Indy in a few minutes. But uh, the trucks are at Texas, and they run at 4.30 this afternoon on FS1 in the speedycash.com 250. So uh, that's something uh, probably be a pretty good race. I may have to watch that one. That's 4.30, so get ready for that. So we, we still can have a full afternoon of racing. Yeah, and I th- the, are the Final Four in the men tonight? Tonight, yeah. Okay, so uh, a whole lot to watch, actually, huh? Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right, well. We uh gonna have to stretch our stuff out here a little bit, Ronnie. Um, tell me something. <laughs> well, we're, as we're, I, we're watching them set up here. It looks like uh, Delaney's is putting their tables out here and uh, oh yeah, getting set up. And uh, I think the bad weather's moved through. I don't believe they'd be doing this if they thought they were gonna have to get it all wet. So uh, I, I have seen some people walking around. I don't know if they slipped past the guards or what, but the uh, like the thing doesn't open till uh, twelve o'clock, I don't think so. But Ronnie, what? Uh, tell me something. Well, Anything? I, well, <laughs> while I was looking up trying to find something about Chase Elliott, okay, which I did not find. All right, I did see where we can expect soon. There's absolutely nothing about racing or any kind of sports. They're going to make Forrest Gump two. You're kidding. Mm-mm. How did one end? His mother died, and he uh, did he get back with? No, his, his uh, he wasn't back with her, but he had a child. He had a child, and she and what was the mother's name? Uh, uh, God, what what was her name I in the movie? I can't remember. My memory's so short. But she died too, didn't she? Or no? I don't remember that much. It's it's been a while. I can just hear him saying her name, and I can't think. Of I know what it. I'm the same. Did he way. name the ship at the, his uh, boat after her too? I think so. Why can't we think of that? Gosh, you know, I used to be good at trivia, but I guess not anymore. But uh, absolutely. 
Jenny. My Jenny. Yeah. My Jenny. All right. I think Jenny died in the last one. I have to ask. I think that may be uh, my daughter Hannah's favorite movie. So uh, I believe, yep, the rain is starting back here. So uh, hopefully this is just like a last little uh, last little wave coming through. Look at that guy over there putting the tent up there. Uh, he's having the same struggle you are. You did, I guess. So, it's not uh, fun to put a folding tent up by yourself. Yeah. In fact, I'm hearing a few claps of thunder. I hope we don't become electrified here ourselves. I don't think we will. Uh, well, I don't want to run out of all my material, but let's go ahead and do ARCA because there's not much to say about them. They still don't run again until the General Tire 200 at uh, Talladega on April 22nd. And uh, the... Point standings as far as that goes. Greg Von Ost is the point leader. Second is Frankie Munez. Third is Tony Constantino. Fourth, Jesse Love. Five, fifth, Christian Rose. Sixth, Jack Wood, no relation. Seventh, Tyler Reef. And if you remember, uh, he's the one that won it um, out there at Phoenix that's only like 15 years old or something like that. Uh, he is seventh in ARCA points. Eighth is Connor Mosack. Ninth is uh, Andres Perez de Lara. And tenth is Tony Brightinger. So, uh, once again, ARCA off for another few weeks until the General Tire 200. That will be at 1230 on FS1 from Talladega. So, uh, yep, it is definitely hearing a few few claps of thunder. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's not moving back. I think this is maybe, as I said, just uh, another another wave coming through. So uh, we uh, have some things. To, when you do get out here later, we have T-shirts and hats and tumblers, and they're all reasonably priced. Uh, the uh, Braves programs, or, or not programs, but schedules are very reasonable. Yeah, They're free. free. They're free. And so... Come on out here and join us, uh, and I don't mind if you wait a little bit until the until the weather clears up a little bit. And I thought it was getting ready to really be clear, but it's uh, it's not a uh, are those not open yet? He didn't even take them out of the. There's some that are open. Gentleman here wants a brave schedule, so uh, there you go. Let's put the let's put those on top since they're already out out. Okay. I didn't really know I was going to be uh, running merchandise here. Uh, So, anyway. Oh, and uh, I just looked it up. Okay. Jenny did die of AIDS. Mm, Okay. So, Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom Cruise. Um, Tom Hanks. He's back in, and so is Zemeckis, the director. Okay. Well, good. I didn't know about that. I haven't uh, seen Tyler... I mean, um, Tom Hanks, I didn't even see him in Elvis. Did you see Elvis? Oh, I did. Was, was he good in that Tom Colonel Parker? He was great. Okay, well, didn't know that, but anyway. And we're in the next 10 minutes, we're supposed to have rain starting, and it'll last about 20 minutes. Swell. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take our next break. Josh, if you want to let a roll. And uh, we'll come back and uh, take us up to the top of the hour. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. Alex, I see you got a new car. Yeah, man, it's sweet. Room for Titus and all his stuff, but it's missing something. Like what? Well, you know how Titus likes Tupac. Naturally. Well, the new car doesn't have the bass like my old car did. You need to take it to Elite Audio. They can add bass to a factory system. Seriously? Yeah, while you're there, let them add a remote start so the car is warm when you and Titus get in in the morning. I also saw they can add LED headlights, which you should look at, Clary, because you can't see anything. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Check out all they can do at EliteAudioOnline.com plus their Facebook page. Apparently, you can't hear either. What? Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call local State Farm agent Cliff Gobert at 597-1200. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees.
uh, move along here with uh, no Deb, so we're trying to uh, fill in as best we can. And well, we've got the uh, Xfinity qualifying well, for today. I, go ahead and, and read that out there very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> On the pole, Justin Allgaier. Number two, Sammy Smith, followed by Sam Mayer, Riley Herbst, Daniel Hendrick, Sheldon Creed, and Josh Barry. Barry, Josh Barry at 7th, Chandler Smith, Brandon Jones at 10th, John Hunter Nemechek, Derek Krause, and at 12th, Jeremy Clements. Well, that's a good qualifying. It is. Good qualifying spot for him. And uh, Now, it says, it says also for the qualifying speed, it's exemption. So, the... Am I right in assuming that probably means they didn't get to qualify? Probably. Uh, do, does it have a speed for anybody? Nobody. Okay, then they set it up, you know, using uh, the, last. the last results and uh, the, the – the They've got an algorithm for it. Yeah, well, I think it involves the phases of the moon <laughs> and uh, the what time the tide comes in and all that stuff. But, uh, well, good, he's starting 12th, and he's 18th in points, so uh, – um, maybe he got some bonus points for not hitting anything yet this year. So we're going to move ahead and talk about Indy. Indy, uh, they are qualifying probably sometime this afternoon. I've got that here someplace. But they uh, are going to be at Texas for the Expel 375. And that will be at noon tomorrow on NBC. So tomorrow you will have a full day of racing uh, with um, – IndyCar, and the uh, um, Cup race, of course, and then there will be Formula One, and that actually is going to be your midnight treat tonight. I'll get to that in just a second. But the Indianapolis cars, um, as I say here at Texas, the point standings for Indy is uh, as right as of right now, and they have only had one race, and that was... Uh, the one at St. Petersburg, and your point leader in Indy is Marcus Erickson, last year's Indianapolis 500-mile race winner in the Husky Chocolate Car. Second is Patricio O'Ward. Third, Scott Dixon. Fourth, Alexander Rossi. Fifth, Callum Islet. Sixth, Graham Rahal. Seventh, Will Power. Eighth, Alex Pillow. Ninth is Christian Lundegaard. And tenth is David Malukas. And as I said, they will be qualifying today and running at Texas tomorrow. I would imagine those speeds at Texas for the Indy cars, they usually hover around 220 uh, for an average speed lap. I don't think it should probably be any different this year. So, uh, as I said, Ronnie, what are you doing tonight about 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning? Tonight? Yeah. I hope I'm asleep. Well... If you're, if you can't sleep, wake up and or get up and uh, switch over to ESPN at 12:55 for the Formula One race. Okay. They are all the way around on the other side of the world for the Australian Grand Prix, and we're going to get to watch that live tonight, um, five minutes to one. Call it one o'clock on ESPN. That makes me have a question. All right. In the stock car racing in Australia. They run backwards to what we run. We run counterclockwise, yep. but in Australia, they run clockwise. How does that affect their Grand Prix? 
Um, they have to do it backwards? Well, it's probably. Now, Australia, you know, you got me on some of this stuff, but I think a lot of their courses are ovals. The Grand Prix will not be on an oval. Right. And Grand Prix's always run clockwise. So uh, to answer your question, I don't know if one affects the other at all. I know when the, the uh, cup cars used to go to Australia way back a long time ago when they had the Thunderdome and all of that stuff, they went in the same direction they do here, counterclockwise. Okay. And, you know, they have an Australian series, and I think Roger Penske's one of the major uh, players in that. And as far as I know, they would probably still run counterclockwise, but Grand Prix always runs clockwise. So uh don't know if there'd be a difference, but a good question. And I sort of bluffed my way through, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know the answer, but I know that I, I, I'm pretty sure they run on ovals. And well, I've just never heard of an oval running clockwise. Uh, here's another one for you. Which side of the steering wheel is the on in the car. I mean, you know, I don't know if that's a European deal when it's on the right-hand side. I'm betting it probably is. Well, then if they ran clockwise, I don't really think you want your driver next to the wall if they run it on an oval. We may have to research that one a little bit. Great question. Uh, well, but, I had a college professor tell me one time, if you can't baffle them with brilliant, <laughs> befuddle them with BS. Yeah, well... Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank that professor for me, too. Uh, so, anyway, yep, they are going to run the Australian Grand Prix at 1 o'clock this morning on ESPN. And the point standings, and it's looking like a route. Oh, I do have a little bit of information on it. Uh, I think I caught the tail end of this yesterday, late, very late, that uh, um I think Lewis Hamilton's on the pole for that race. So it's the stranglehold of Red Bull. Evidently might have eased up a little bit. They've won both the races. Uh, Max Verstappen won one of them and Sergio Perez the other. But they're one and two in the point standings. Third is Fernando Alonso. Fourth is Carlos Sainz. Fifteenth is, I mean, fifth is Lewis Hamilton. And I'm pretty sure he won the pole for uh, Australia. Sixth is George Russell. Seventh is Lance Stroll. Eighth is, is uh, Roger Leclerc. Ninth is Esteban Ocon. And tenth is, turn the page here, my staple always right on top of it, Valtteri Bottas. Looking on down 13th is Kevin Magnuson uh, driving the, the uh, Haas Formula One Ferrari. And his teammate, Nico Hulkenberg, is 14th. And look on down to 18th, and we've got Logan Sargent, who's the American from Boca Raton, Florida, driving for Williams. And I say this every week, and it certainly wasn't the week for it, although I could have used used it to fill in a little time here. But I'm going to do a special thing on Logan Sargent so we can all get to know him a little bit better because – it's been a while since we had a Formula One, and uh, okay, thank you, Mike. Uh, we just got <laughs> got confirmation. Got confirmation that it was an April Fool joke, <clears throat> and he'll be back uh, in time for Bristol. I forgot that it's <laughs> April Fools, and it's also my wife's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why there was nothing in the news about it. Yep. Uh, so, 
Thank you, uh, Mike. I tell you what, I'm going to um, probably still need you. I was going to try to get Mike on for a few minutes, but now we're getting up close to the 11 o'clock break when we have Bobby Allison hopefully coming on. I hope so. Mike, if um, if you're available, we might can use you after, because uh, I don't know when Deb's coming on. We're sort of free-floating here out in the middle of Main Street on a, at the Hogfest. Watching them uncover all the tables from Delaney's. Yeah. Do you smell anything? I do. I don't. I do. My nose is stopped up. I I'm, should be I'm smelling, smelling some good barbecue. I should be smelling barbecue like crazy, but I don't. That's an April Fool joke. Well, how about that? And uh, Got I, us, I, didn't I, he? Well, why wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, remember, was it the first year of the show or the second year? It wasn't exactly on April Fool's Day. It was on uh, March 31st, but that was the year we had my brother call in and pretend he was the oldest living, the only surviving riding mechanic. I remember that, yeah. And the riding mechanic had been, uh, I think the last one died like in the 90s or the or early 2000s. But my brother Smoke, he called up, and uh, or we got him on the phone and, Pretended he was the first riding, uh, the last surviving riding mechanic from the Indianapolis 500, and it was hilarious. It was. And if you go to the podcast, I think it's show 47. So that would have been, that would have been about the first year. It would have been. But, uh, no. Or maybe the beginning of the second year. Maybe, because April 1st, maybe it's not show 47. (laughs) That's probably the hang-up right there. I don't know what show number it was, but anyway, all of our shows are on the podcast, by the way, and let me do that and thank Lanny McKinney for all he does for us, for the putting the podcast out there. And Lanny, I hope you're recording this because I didn't get a chance to because I'm not in the studio today. The uh, uh, Lanny also maintains the Budmore Engineering website and has put together a website for us. Ronnie, I don't, have you checked it out yet? I have, and it's it's going great. Yeah, and we're trying to put some pictures on there, and there are some pictures on there, but I haven't had a chance yet. I've had so much else going on. I haven't had much of a chance to devote any time to it. Lanny, if you're listening, I'm uh, I'm checking it out. And I you have, actually have a Monday through Friday job. Yes, I do have a Monday through Friday job, kicking people out of Wells Fargo. and uh, But, I mean, that's really not an excuse. I've got... Most of my evenings free, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't have had really a chance to get on there. I want to add some pictures because we got a lot of them, and and some captions and just uh, some more information about the show. So anyway, Lanny does a great job, and uh, we're gonna um, always include him in what we do and our thanks. And once again, Lanny, you do great. Greg's not here today, as I said, and we got a. Um, Coming up on the top of the hour, next couple of minutes. Coming up on the top of the hour, and hopefully Josh will have uh, Bobby Allison for us when we get back. But right now, um, Mike is uh, Mike Hill said he's good for any time. So we'll just if we don't get Deb after Bobby Allison, we will go get a hold of Mike, and uh, he is always a wealth of information. But how about that tricking us with a an April Fool's? Gag. That's the only April Fool I've had done today. Well, it's pretty early. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of thought this uh, remote, when it was pouring down rain and thundering about 9 o'clock, was an April Fool's <laughs> joke. But, uh, no, it's it's 
turning out to be, I think, a nice day. I know I've said that over and over, but it's going back and forth. It looks very dark again, uh, but it's not raining, and it's not very windy. So uh, we... Uh, well, the Delaney's crew has confidence that it's not going to rain anymore. They've got all their tables uncovered. Yep, yep. No, no umbrellas, though. I think those might and launch. They're, and they're, they're putting all the, the covers in the big boxes. Well, Delaney's uh, will be open. I guess everybody opens at 12. The restaurants along this row here, I don't know. But we urge you to come out to the Hog Fest. I know last time we did it, we were right out there in the intersection of Church and Main, right, right in the middle of it. And it was a nice, sunny day. So <laughs> I think this is going to eventually turn out to be a nice, sunny day. We uh, know that the food is great. I'm going to have some of that. The chicken wings, I, they, I guess they voted on those last night. I see somebody down here has got some official Hogfest merchandise, and it looks like racks and racks of T-shirts and uh, jackets or pullovers or whatever they got down there, and it's going to uh, really be picking up here soon. I heard them say last night on Channel 7 that they had like 10,000 people yesterday. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can believe it, but we're, we're going to have to get a little bit nicer weather. Yeah. Josh, are we about ready for the top of the hour? You're going to need to count me down, buddy, because I don't know when that thing's going to Yeah, I got you guys got two minutes in. left. Two minutes left. Thank you, Josh. Josh, you want to come out here, and I'll, I'll trade places with you. Oh, yeah, we can do that. You can come in. You can come sit in the studio and have a good time in here. Well, I tell you what, maybe you ought to come out when Alex is on, and, uh, <laughs> uh, because I, I'm uh, looking forward to having some of this barbecue. Um Alex is going to get um, Alex. Josh is going to get Bobby Allison for us. Are you familiar with Bobby Allison, Josh? Uh, no, sir. I don't know. I don't know Bobby Allison. Okay, you don't know much about stock car racing, do you? No, sir. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Bobby Allison is about as big a name as, as you have in stock car racing. He's uh, uh, in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. He won the Daytona 500 three times. He won the uh, 1983 Daytona. Uh, championship and i think he's in his 80 well i know he's in his 80s i think he's 86 but bobby allison uh ended his career on a bad note with a crash at uh Mm. pocono that uh almost took his life so uh he uh he just uh, is is a wonderful fellow he comes on every year and we're looking forward to having him yeah i can't wait to talk i can't uh, wait to talk to him then well just get him on there and, and uh introduce yourself and say that we're uh we're uh, WSPG in Spartanburg, and Greg Moore set up this interview with him, and uh, we appreciate Greg for doing that. So, yes, anyway. We got uh, a little buddy behind us. Who was that? A little squirrel. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, we'll, uh, Josh, you want to take it? I can just send it to you, and you could uh, probably make a smoother transition to the top of the hour break than I could. Yeah, I got you. Uh, we'll be back with to start your engines after this break. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. We are And here's what you need to know. Overnight, the NBA and the Players Association tentatively agreed to a new seven-year collective bargaining agreement that will go into effect next season and run through the 2029-2030 campaign. 
On the court Friday night, Phoenix defeated Denver 100-93, but Denver rested Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Anthony Davis had 38 points and 17 rebounds in the Lakers' 123-111 victory at Minnesota as the Lakers overtook the Timberwolves for seventh place in the Western Conference. Jalen Brunson had a career-high 48 in the Knicks' 130-116 victory at Cleveland. Baseball multiple outlets report Padres infielder Jake Cronenworth agreed to a new seven-year $80 million extension. At the women's final four Friday night, Iowa knocked off defending national champion South Carolina 77-73 behind 41 from superstar Caitlin Clark. I'm Isaac. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott's Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-its to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. We know your weekends are busy, whether you have to take the kids to ball practice, mow the lawn, clean out the garage, or just lay around and take naps. Saturday mornings are filled with important stuff. Start your Saturday morning off right with the Saturday Sports Report here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. The guys will recap everything that happened in the sports world over the past week and get you ready for what's going on this weekend. Whether it's high school sports you love, college, or the professional ranks, the Saturday crew has you covered. So tune in Saturdays from 7 to 10 a.m. for the Saturday Sports Report with Matt Castillo, Josh Green, Caleb Horton, and Tyler Fleming on Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM. Thank you. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Live from our studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports Spartanburg presents Start Your Engines. Here is your race team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black, author and veteran motorsports journalist Deb Williams, local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill, former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore, and here is your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back. 
to the second hour of Start Your Engines with uh, a great special guest that is kind enough to come on the show every year, and we just look so forward to talking to him. None other than Hall of, Hall of Famer, Daytona 500 winner, and uh, multiple Daytona 500 winner, and Cup champion in 1983, Bobby Allison. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning. How are you all doing? We're doing great, Bobby. We appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we are actually talking to you from downtown Spartanburg, down here on Morgan Square, where they're having the Hog Fest. It's a it's a barbecue eating contest, and a, it's a lot of great aromas and smells down here. And wish you could be here with us. Yeah, why? I got to be there with you for sure, Bobby. Uh, you. You, uh, I started. To, I had second thoughts. I was going to say, and here's our guest, the great Bob Sunderman. But I don't know how many people know. I think maybe I've mentioned it before. But you had to start racing under an alias when you first got started back uh, down in Miami, right? Well, it was a little bit of a start on the deal there. Uh, I had permission from the uh, parents to race at Holiday Speedway in the amateur division because I was only 17 years old. And uh, it had to be at least, um, at least 18. And so, uh, uh, this whole deal started unraveling. And, uh, all of a sudden, here I was quizzed for my age. And uh, my mom was, had given me permission to race one time which I had interpreted to one time for a hundred years. And uh, <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't really uh, agree with all that. And so I had to come up with a uh, solution. And so, well, I just changed my name. And so uh, my <laughs> older sister was dating a guy named Bob Sunman, who I was very friendly with. He, uh, he was dad owned a race car and they had a hired driver for the, the modified division and uh, so he had a license and uh, he said here Bobby just use my license so I said well okay I'll do that so I handed that to the chief steward who knew that I wasn't Bob Sunderman well Bob Sunderman was his name but he went ahead and changed it to Bob Sunderman and, and the thing I started, of course, I finished, uh, I think, fifth or something in the feature that Saturday night, Sunday morning. My, my dad's reading the paper, and he reads the rundown, and he reads this Bob Sunderman. And uh, he calls me and then, hey, boy, tell me who this Bob, Bob Sunderman is. And uh, <laughs> that I got to read. And so he kind of warmed up to me and said, okay, you know, we just keep it quiet. Well, his steward went ahead and filled the name in. And, of course, the, the thing went in the, the rundown in the paper. So that you know, all of a sudden, a few people saw this new guy, Bob Thunderman. And uh, I was back in trouble again. So <laughs> just uh, how do you... Really, uh, get my mom warmed up to this fictitious name, and uh, 
Find my dad's tips, and he said, look, if you're going to do that, you do it well, but you're your own guy. Bob Sunderman didn't didn't last very long because I won't talk about <laughs> Bob, Bobby Ellis. Bob Sunderman retired. Uh, yeah. You know, what? that sort of reminds me, that sort of reminds me of, uh, and in fact, these guys were uh uh, spent some time in South Florida, but uh, the Rathman brothers, Dick Dick Rathman was actually Jim Rathman, and Jim Rathman was actually Dick Rathman because of the same kind of problem. One of them wanted to start racing, and he wasn't old enough. Yeah, they, he was, they were in any car stuff, and I guess they, they had a, a limit of 21, 21 years old on that, on that circuit, and <clears throat> they were uh, like 22 and 20, and so they just swapped uh, swapped names and faces, and they went went after two and and kept it for I guess forever. You know, I don't know that yeah. they ever went back to. No, they I didn't. Knew they, <laughs> I, I knew those guys pretty well, and I talked to them some, and uh, they uh, they enjoyed it. They did a nice job with it, and, and uh, they went ahead and did. Was the name stayed away? What they moved him over to? So here we were. Yeah, you uh, in working your way up uh, into more and more involvement in uh, auto racing, you uh, you've been with everybody that's anybody in the sport, uh, as, as near as I can tell. I mean, you've driven you've driven for three different people in Spartanburg for Bud Moore. Uh, <laughs> Mario Rossi and Cotton Owens, and so you yeah. obviously spent a lot of time in Spartanburg. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it happened to turn out like that. Uh, we won some races at, at each place. Um, I couldn't keep things uh, happy enough with the particular car owners. Um, Mario Rossi, I stayed there. For quite a while, it will run a few races. But uh, Cotton Owens, I won one race in his car and uh, got fired before I ever got home. And uh, <laughs> what? How'd that happen? Uh, he just—he was really. David Pearson had quit him, and he was really unhappy about that. And just everything. But I tried to do make him mad. No matter what, no matter what I did, David Pearson would have done it better than that. And uh, <laughs> it really him out of a really un, unhappy situation. The really different deal was with Bud Moore. Now Bud Moore called me up and said, I need you in this car. Uh, the car is good. Uh, we've, we had some bad luck in preparation, and we've had had some mishaps along the way. We really want, really want you in the car. And so I went running tests for them, and we ran pretty good in that test, but they were happy. We got going with that, and, you know, and, uh, had all kinds of ups and downs along the way. Prepared for the Daytona 500. We went to Riverside to begin with, but that was a secondary car, and you know, it was a, just for making sure that we filled the show. And uh, got back from Riverside, went to Daytona, 
and the car ran really, really good. And uh, we were running the qualifying race on Thursday, and I got crashed by another. Uh, in fact, one of the most previous drivers crashed me. It was, really, uh, well, it was his previous driver, Buddy Baker. You replaced Buddy Baker. Yeah. And uh, really wrecked the car, and the guys worked all night long, uh, Saturday night, getting the car ready to get going, getting the show, and never got to the to the front until way late in the race. But all of a sudden, there we were running for it, and... Uh, we uh, end up winning the Daytona 500. Yeah, it was, and uh, it was very, very exciting. And I, I remember that you um, you got hooked up with Dave Marcus. Uh, he might have been a lap behind, but y'all were drafting. And, and uh, as I remember, y'all just ran Buddy Baker down, and about the time you went blowing past him, Buddy Buddy's car blew up. He was yeah. driving for MC Anderson. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we uh, were able to come from all the way back there and, and uh, win that Daytona 500, that first one for me. And what a neat deal. And uh, yeah, I, I really, really stayed friends with Bud Moore all the way to he passed away. And uh, he was just a great guy. He had a few personalities. Uh, uh, Sports, I guess you call it, or something, but he had his own personality and his own want tos, and, and he was really good. He had been the car uh, owner and several NASCAR uh, main events uh, for several years, so I was able to get the advantage of that, getting that to their, getting the cars, and the cars would be very really good. And he'd uh, adjust them for me real well, too. You know, shoot him to my field. And uh, I ran for him for, for uh, three years. And uh, we ran one fifteen races. So that was really not yeah. a bad deal. You know, um, you actually drove for Bud Moore twice. Because you drove for him back in 67 when he was... Running the Cougars with Dan Gurney and Parnelli Jones on the in the SCCA, but you were you and who else? Uh, Sam McQuag and Curtis Turner and Gordon Johncock. Y'all all drove uh, Bud Moore Cyclones that that weren't all that successful. Yeah, well, we uh, we we really didn't get the stuff going really where we needed to back in the early days. We tried hard. And we were competitive, but that's not good enough when you want to win. And uh, so, you know, Bud made some changes, and I made some changes, and went uh, down the road. And uh, and then, and, uh, uh, I guess we're uh, 77. Uh, he uh, had gone to a whole such a thing again, and I had to, and he called me up and said, Bobby, give him his car for me, and uh, the car will, will be good. And uh, he was really right. 
You know, I've talked to you before that one of my favorite wins, and maybe my favorite win that you ever had was uh, on Easter Sunday in Atlanta driving Mario Rossi, that beautiful. I still think it's the prettiest race car, stock car I've ever seen, that Dodge Daytona with the red sides and gold top and everything and hood and trunk. Yeah. All, that was just a beautiful car, and you uh, you smoked them that day. That was that was a great yeah. Easter Sunday. Yes, it was a good deal for us, for sure. Uh, and that thing, I have a picture of us uh, standing there in Victory Lane, and uh, I'm in my driver's suit, Judy's in her Easter dress, and she's got those four kids dressed up in Easter church clothes. And uh, because we've been to Mass Easter Sunday morning, you know, or Catholic, and that was our thing, you know, we always went to Mass. And, uh, we had to kind of rush and get to the racetrack, and they Judy just left those kids in the in the church clothes, and, and uh, she was in there with them, and, and I was there in my driver's seat, and we won the race. That was just a great race. I remember you beat Kelly Arborough driving for the Wood Brothers, and um, boy, was I happy. I still see uh, Bill Rossi still around. I see him all the, well, not all the time, but I see him pretty frequently, and he's. Uh, I know he's got fond memories of you driving for his dad. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked to Bill up and down the road, and uh, he really did a lot of enjoyment out of his dad's recent efforts through the years, for sure. Yeah. Bobby, uh, do you have a lot of demand on your time? I mean, you know, being a Hall of Famer and Daytona winner and champion and everything that you've done, I mean, one of the early – inductees into the Hall of Fame, and uh, I'm so glad you went in with Bud Moore. I thought that was great uh, yeah. in the same class. But you, uh, um, do, do you ha- other than people like Greg and me needing you to, to come on the radio, do you have a lot of demands on your time? Because it seems like I see you popping up on Facebook or people taking pictures of you at different places around, and you look great. Well, I, I do get asked to, to do some and stop here and there along the way. Uh, I've enjoyed that forever, right from the beginning on. I've enjoyed mixing with the crowd and with the race fans, uh, signing some autographs, and telling race stories. Uh, and, you know, still do some of that, uh, fair, a fair amount of that. And I like it. Yeah, well, we uh, we love the 20 minutes we get you once a year, and um, your stories are great. I know I, I was honored to sit next uh, when they had at that museum there. I can't remember the name of it. It's on the off the fourth turn there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. I sat there with me and you and Greg and Will Cronkite, and uh, and I sat next to Bonnie, and, of course, you were on the other side, your daughter, Bonnie, and you were on the other side of her, and the, I think that's the last time I've seen you lately, but uh, it's just great seeing you out there. And I tell you, and I've told you this before, my daughter's 21 years old, and she she wasn't anywhere near born when uh, you were racing, but you're her favorite race driver, and I tell you that every time, and it's the truth. I know she's well, listening. How about that? Well, I'm going to tell you. You know, my, my daughter's uh, Bonnie and Carrie both were such big fans of mine, you know, really wanted to be with me and around me and, you know, around those race cars. 
Cool. Yeah. Well, Bobby, we're going to let you go. Uh, it's wonderful of you to come on with us at, uh, once a year, and I, I promise we won't bother you again until 2024. But thank you so much. You're, you're, I don't know anybody that doesn't like Bobby Allison. You're like everybody's favorite driver. Thank you so much. Well, I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, the Moore boys are still a, a good bunch. Uh, I talked to Ray some, and, and uh, you know, uh, those, those guys really, really gave me a good car for a long time, and I appreciate that. Yeah, Greg couldn't be with us this morning. He's He has good days and bad days, and I tell you what, when we set this thing up this morning, it was pouring down rain and thundering and lightning, and uh, now the sun's out. It's beautiful, but uh, um, we just said, you know, Greg, you just take it easy today. We'll catch you when the weather's a little bit better. But thank you so much, Bobby. I really, really appreciate it. God bless you, you and uh, be thank safe. Thank you. Thank you, and, and uh, I certainly have enjoyed being with you today. Well, thank you so much. That's Bobby Allison. And, uh, Ronnie, they don't come any better than Bobby Allison. They sure don't. And yeah. I didn't just make that up. Hannah loves Bobby Allison. <laughs> Well, yes, he's a great yeah. guy, and and really a few nice. times I've met him, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, bye. Bye-bye. I didn't know he was still on. <laughs> but I'm glad he heard that because it I is the too. truth. Yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, I was an off-the-cuff remark uh, when I didn't think he was listening. That Nothing could be any truer. All right, uh, Josh, let's take a break and come back. And if you'll get Deb on the phone while uh, during the break, we'll uh, get on with uh, her segment about an hour later than normal. See how it's going in Richmond. See how it's going in Richmond. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Good Start job, your engines Josh. will be Real back after job. this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. It's time for Slam Dunk Savings this month at Greer Nissan. Get in the game and save big on your favorite Nissan models. Drive a new Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $199 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $299 a month. Or get financing as low as 0%. Low prices. Big selection. And committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard. Or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. 
They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic. We are very excited to bring you Spartanburg's longest-running radio show now of 17 years. You know we have opinions, but we want to hear from you. Text us, email us, tweet us, or call us if you dare, and we'll have a great time Monday through Friday, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, SpartanburgSportsRadio.com, and, of course, the Fox Sports 1400 app. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And uh, we got her. She's an hour late, but I'll take her anytime. Deb Williams. Absolutely. How you doing, Deb? Deb, you there? I'm here. Oh, there you are. Okay. How are you? How's things up in Richmond? Uh, well, I think we're going to get rid of the rain pretty soon, but oh. it washed out qualifying for Xfinity and Cup. And what happened was the drivers come in before and after qualifying, all 30 points and drivers, um, driver points are supposed to have media availability. Just come in for like ten or twelve minutes, and they all bombarded in just as soon as cup qualifying was canceled. So that was the <laughs> reason I had to bail on the ten twenty. That's okay. We'll take you when we can get you. Is it raining now? I don't know. I haven't been out of the media center since I came in. It was raining when I came in the media center, but it's supposed to be out of here by noon. I haven't had a chance to go back out. I've been tied up in drivers' interviews ever since um, nine fifteen. Well, we had a big trick played on us. Uh, I don't know if it happened at Richmond or not, but Mike Hill uh, texted us early into the show saying that that Chase Elliott was out for the year. And we were trying to figure out what was going on and speculating a little bit, and Ronnie was uh, looking for it on the Internet, and then Mike comes back and says it was an April Fool's joke. I don't know if it was an April Fool's joke from Mike or it was something that uh, they they was going around – uh, where you are in Richmond. That's uh, the first I've heard of it. Well, it, <laughs> well, Mike's coming on after yeah, you. Yeah, so. Uh, well, he, uh, he, he fooled us anyway, but that's that's cool. Um, well, so, uh, I, it's hard for all of us to have April Fool's jokes since that's the day we lost Alan Kowicki. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even April think of that. You know, yeah, and that was the day. I won't go into that story, but that was the day I proposed to my wife on her birthday, which is today. So, uh, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I forgot about that. I forgot all about that that was the day we lost Alan Kowicki. So, uh, yeah, I guess that is going to be a, a tender spot for quite a while. Well, let's talk about just real quickly the uh, our point standings for the, the uh, Nelson Crozier Cup and uh, had a little change in the uh, – in the rundown after Coda, Deb has taken the lead. I, I read these uh, um, out earlier, but Deb's got ten points. I've got nine. Lanny has eight, and Ronnie has eight, and Greg's got one. My guy Suarez got a a little penalty assessed to him after Coda. What's the story on that? Well, he said today when we were in the media scrum that he did not anticipate that. That surprised him, and um, he said, you know, he'd been trying to race clean and aggressive and he guessed he was just going to have to change his style of racing but he said he was surprised that that uh, he did receive that fine and it was just what for bumping uh alex bowman on the pit road after the race or was there anything in the race because i didn't well, know they were having any kind of squabble on the track than, well apparently he bumped bowman more than <laughs> once on the pit road and Daniel said a while ago that Bowman kept brake-checking him. So, mm. um, you know, it was a situation where he got angry at Bowman for bumping him on the track, and that's why he was bumping him on Pet Road, and he said Bowman kept brake-checking him, and when he went to confront Bowman, Bowman told him he needed to go talk to his teammate because Chastain, he, Bowman said, was the one who bumped him and knocked him into Flores. So it's a um, pain reaction thing. Yeah. But yeah. you never, and, uh, you know, ever since the, uh, the Ty Gibbs incident at Martinsville last year on Pitt Road, I believe it was with Sam Mayer, where he got into it with Sam on Pitt Road, um, and a NASCAR official wound up with a broken leg. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The incidents on pit road, and particularly with so many people running out on pit road when you're coming down pit road, it's just an unsafe situation. If you bump a, a car and you could send it spinning, you're going to take out crew people, NASCAR officials, media people, uh, because everybody's on pit road at that particular time after a race. Yeah, uh, well, I was talking about the point standings. Let's get our let's get our picks in. I sort of got off on Suarez because he's my pick, and uh, he got the fine. But Deb, go ahead and go first. You're the points leader. Oh, nobody's picked yet. You hadn't. No, nah, we. Picked, huh? Nope. Okay, you're I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick, you want to write that down mm-hmm. over there for me, Ronnie? Got you covered. Oh, my, my mind's not that good. Well, I'm picking Suarez again, and. Uh, Lanny, if you could text me yours in. And uh, who are you picking, Ronnie? I'm going with Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman, the showman. Okay. Uh, Deb, the, does it look like they'll get the Xfinity race off on time at 1 o'clock, or is it still raining, or what, what's the deal with well, that? I don't know. I'm looking have, forward to an early race. The, I haven't been outside the media center. We don't have rooms. Uh, we don't have windows in the deadline room. And... I've been in the deadline room ever since 9.15 when we had a press conference with Kyle Busch. So I haven't been outside to look. Now, what the weather prediction was was that it would be out of here by noon, and then the winds would pick up, and we're supposed to get stiff winds. But the situation is the modified race 
didn't, it got rained out last night. So the modified race is currently scheduled for 4.30 p.m. today. So with FS1 broadcasting the Xfinity race and the truck race in Texas, the word in the deadline room is that we've got to get the Xfinity race started by 3 in order to get it done in time for the truck race start in Texas. If we don't, then they'll run the modified race at 4.30, and the Xfinity race will be moved till 8 o'clock so that not to bump heads on the FS1 telecast of the uh, Xfinity and truck. So it's, well, but we're all hoping, hoping beyond hope, that we get the Xfinity race going between that 1 and 3 p.m. window. Yeah, well, I hope so too. I was really looking forward to watching, watching it. I look forward to watching them every week. Uh, the oh, you weather still in watch Spartanburg. It. What time it's going to be? <laughs> the boys. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, but if if I've got my recorder set for one o'clock and it's at three thirty, uh, it's going to not record it. But I worry about. Oh, I, figured I got out. you. I got you. No, the rain. Uh, we were set this thing up. Alex Smith did for those. You know, we're remotely. Uh, doing the show from the Hog Fest in beautiful downtown Spartanburg on Morgan Square, and there's probably going to be ten or fifteen thousand people walking around here in a few minutes. But when when this thing was getting set up, it was pouring and it was thunder, and I was trying to talk Ronnie into not even coming if he didn't want to. But and Greg's not here. But uh, man, it's it's turned into a nice day, and the sun's out, and it's beautiful. So uh, whatever it is, it is moving through, and hopefully it has moved through Richmond or or will very shortly. Um, I hope so. It's supposed to be a beautiful day here tomorrow. Yeah. So what else is going on? What do we need to talk about, Deb? Uh, you uh, got your ear close to the ground up there? Well, there's uh, talk about whether or not they should go to single-file restart on the road courses or possibly oh. back up the start zone. You know, if they back it up, then that gives it a little more time to straighten out. But the problem you have at Coda and Indy, and you're going to have on the Chicago Street Course, are not characteristic of Sonoma and Watkins Glen. You don't have the problem there. So some of the drivers saying, you know, if you go to single file restarts, then it needs to be road course specific. Because Kyle Bush pointed out this morning that if one car gets turned sideways on the Chicago Street Course, you're going to have a so yeah, I think it absolutely uh, depends on the design of the racetrack. I mean, there's no way. And you're right, Indianapolis is is. I don't think it's quite as bad as Coda, but you know, they're both. You know, you're making almost a a 90 degree turn uh, with four or five cars trying to trying to take up the same space. Uh, yeah, and, and on the other road courses, you've, you've definitely uh, – I, I remember Riverside. Of course, they haven't raced there in 30 or 40 years. But Riverside, you know, you had a a nice long stretch there before you got to the S's. And uh, that's uh, – yeah, they, they ought to even think about that when they build road courses. I don't mind hairpins and sharp turns like that. But to put one right after the start, you know, you're going you're gonna to lose some cars no matter what. That, that's going to be impossible to negotiate. Well, you have to remember that Coda was not built for stock cars. Coda was built as a Formula One track, and Formula well, One to me would make it even worse. Start. 
Yeah, um, I mean, to me, that makes it even worse because those are open wheel cars. They can't even bounce off of each other, you know, with any yeah, they do, expectation yeah, but they do of continuing. They do single file restarts. But I was even thinking about the green flag to start the race. I mean, oh, you're yeah, going to have yeah. it there, too. So, I mean, it's, yeah. you're going to have a, In fact, I was thinking more of st- the start of the race than I was the restart. But uh, anyway, but you're right. Uh, it does need to be looked at. And Kyle Bush is right. They got to. I think if they're going to go to single file restarts, it's not necessary everywhere. So that's just me. But I, uh, that's. Uh, Deb, what else is going on? Well, they're still talking about respect and, um, you know, why there seems to be less of it. And, again, it goes back to the way the cars are built. They're stronger. And the way racing has changed. But one thing that came out today I thought was interesting is that there's a possibility in the future because of these war rooms at these racings that your crew chief or the person calling the shots won't even be at the racetrack. They'll be in the war room back at the shop with all the technology. You'll have a team manager yep. here at the track managing the people. And I don't remember which driver it was, but it may have been Denny Hamlin. When you go through 30 drivers within an hour and a half period, but one of them said that, um, you know, suspending a crew chief is a worthless penalty now because, of the contact that they're in with the crew chief back in the war room. It's not like back when you didn't have that and you had somebody on the pit box making the calls that wasn't used to doing it and they weren't in contact with the other person. And they said, you know, now suspending a crew chief is, is a worthless penalty. Yeah, and I, I was sort of surprised um, that they gave uh, – Hendrick, all their penalty, all their points back. But on the other hand, I'm sure they probably uh, ticked off some sponsors with their cars all of a sudden being out of it when, uh, you know, and having to make up, up all that ground. That was a lot of ground to have to make up 100 points by the, by the playoffs. So uh, you think that probably had something to do with it? They didn't have to make it up by the playoffs. All they had to do was win a race. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all. all. That's all you have to do is win a race. <laughs> well, that's when you're talking it. about Hendrick, you know, that's, that's right. If, if somebody mentioned today said it's interesting to them that it seems like Hendrick comes out a lot better in these appeal situations than other teams do. And, um, yeah, it could be, so, could be right about that. But, um, you know, it's, it's a situation where Alex Bowman today, because of it being set by the rule book, you know, because he got his points back, Alex Bowman is starting on the pole for the cup race tomorrow, whereas if he had not gotten his points back, he would have been starting in the top ten. I think it was sixth, maybe. But as a result, because he got his points back, now he's starting on the pole on Sunday. Yeah. Well, Deb, so, um, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a playoff points that I think they're more happy about having back than the overall points because they can carry those playoff yeah. points through the playoffs. So, so they're a little more critical now. Okay. Well, Deb, we appreciate it. You're uh, going to, uh, what's your next race, Darlington? 
Bristol. No, you go to Bristol, won't you? That's what I just said. I'll be at Bristol. Oh, I didn't hear you. You were busy talking. Yeah. I was talking. I couldn't yeah. hear what you said. All right. Well, uh, well, then we'll look forward to talking to you uh, in person in Next Darlington, week. I hope, because we, uh, well, I won't be at Bristol, but we'll all be at Darlington. Yeah, I'll be at Bristol, and I'll be at Martinsville, and uh, oh, so then I'll be at Darlington. Oh, you got a bunch of them to go to. That's good. Yeah, well, there's, okay, mean, Deb. you know, it's probably close to the house. <laughs> Thank you, Deb, and uh, you take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Have a good week. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Deb. Who was that? That's the smartest woman I know. She was getting a little lippy there, wasn't she? She was. <laughs> and uh, we uh, let's take a break and come back and talk to Mike Hill. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's time for Slam Dunk Savings this month at Greer Nissan. Get in the game and save big on your favorite Nissan models. Drive a new Sentra or Frontier. Your choice. Lease for only $199 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Rogue. Lease for only $299 a month. Or get financing as low as 0%. Low prices. Big selection. And committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard. Or shop online 24-7 at GreerNissan.com. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. While the weather is bad, get your gear ready now. Spartan Photo Center has the necessary tools to clean your cameras and lenses. They do mirrorless and DSLR sensor cleanings, and don't forget about your tripods. Spartan Photo Center stocks the quick releases to mount your camera to the tripod, as well as Manfrotto and Bogan tripod parts to fix the one you have. Or you can get a new Sure or Manfrotto tripod now before the weather turns nice and you need it. Don't forget Spartan Photo has camera bags, backpacks, and waterproof cases. Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road, Spartanburg, or SpartanPhotoCenter.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. No matter what mood I'm in, McDonald's has a deal that's here for it. Like right now, I can mix and match two of my favorites for just $3.49. So if I'm feeling a little extra, I get a McDouble with two tasty beef patties. If I'm feeling nostalgic, oh, I go with a classic like a juicy McChicken. And no matter how I'm feeling, a golden crispy small fries always sounds like a good idea. All this food talk is bringing on a new mood. Hungry. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or cobble meal. Single item at regular price. Fox Sports Spartanburg and uh, filling in uh, for us to cover some of our, our ground here since I used up so much of my material early in the show is Mike Hill. Thanks for helping out, Mike. You there, Mike? I'm here. Okay, there you are. Thank you for coming on. I know it was short notice, but uh, we really appreciate it. I used up all my material in the first hour first 40 minutes of the show actually so uh when deb couldn't come on i said well let me see if i can get mike to help and but i gotta ask you a question right off the bat now and it didn't dawn on me until i was talking to deb was that your april fool's joke or was that something that was going on in the in the media and the racetrack and everywhere it was something though see i don't know how in the world i got up on facebook but they all these races for all these have adopted me as being the guy that comes in and and keeps things straight. Well, one of those forums just happened to have it up there, and they were quoting Bob Potgrass, and, you know, and I saw it, and I'm thinking, dang, you know, and they had a picture of Chase, and I listened. Boy, it caught me hook, line, and sinker, you know. Uh, but then after well, I said to you, I said, I better check on this, because I had forgotten today is April Fool's Day, and so I did. I, of course, you know I got I got phone numbers down there in Hendrick, and and I I called one of my Hendrick guys or sent a text to him, and he he texted me back. He said, No, no, no. He said that's a that's April Fool's joke. He said Chase is going to be driving for us at Bristol. <clears throat> but but while we're on that, I've never been so flattened for something to be associated with Alan Kowicki's death. Now, who in the heck in 1993 
played that as the April Fool's joke. That, that, I'm telling you. But anyway, 30 years later, and we're going to send it back to Alan Kowicki's death as an April Fool's joke? No, don't do that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a stretch, but I was so caught off guard by Deb saying that, I just let it go. Well, I don't know. Maybe some people feel that way. I don't know. Because, you know, she's old. She's almost as old as I am, and she remembers it, but it never crosses my mind at all on April Fool's. I can tell you exactly where I was at in the motel that morning when I got up to take a shower and shave, and I heard it on the, the, it come over the news that morning before I left the motel to go to the racetrack at Bristol. Which I'd been racing well, for I, 20 years before that happened. So you're talking about her being old. I've been racing probably as old as she is. Well, I, I was in Miami, Florida. I, I was in Miami, Florida, and I proposed to my wife that night at a fancy restaurant down on uh, South Beach. And we came home to call my mother and tell her that, uh, that, that you know, I asked Giannis to marry me. And I turned on the TV. Of course, it comes on. I had the sound turned off, but it comes on ESPN. And uh, all you could see was some rainy night scene with uh, red and blue lights flashing and everything. And I had no idea what was going on. And this was, you know, coming over live on uh, ESPN as we're trying to get my mother on the phone. And it was, uh, that's the way I remember uh, Alan Kowicki's death. And uh, But I never associated it with April the 1st, and I would have Although I have a vivid memory of what happened that night because of of my proposal to my wife, I, that bad part of it never crosses my mind. I'd have never thought of it if she hadn't said it. No, I don't know. I don't know who she's talking to or who did that back in '93. But no, no, you don't, don't, no, you don't make April Fool's joke about somebody getting killed. That's not. Uh, I don't know how she. I don't know how she still does. How does she did that? How does how does she do that? How does she tie Alan Kowicki's death into a April Fool joke? That's yeah. yeah. Well, let's get off of that and go to uh, Long Beach. That's the next race for you guys, and that will be two weeks from uh, uh, today, <laughs> I guess, on April fifteenth. Yeah, talk 15th. about it. Talk about a road course and a car getting sideways on it. Or not a road course, but a street course. Yeah, we're out in the street course. Out on the streets of out on the streets of Long Beach and a little narrow. I mean, this thing is narrow, narrow. And so, and of course, our cars cost I don't know, probably four times as four times as much as what a cup car costs. Just the just the electronics in our car cost as much as a cup car costs. You wouldn't believe my set. A set of my axles is thirty six thousand dollars. That's just the axles. Holy, holy cow! This well, y'all are leading the points, and it looks they got they got sensors on the axles. Each axle reads torque, and so that goes back into the sanctioning body to make sure that we're not sandbagging or cheating. Yeah, and then we got a sensor on the input shaft of the transmission, and it correlates to the axle shaft. So, yeah. I just looked. Well, y'all, I put, 16, yeah, I put 16 sensors this week in four uprights, or, you know, would be hubs, each corner, each one, in, in our car to go to Le Mans. We're building a car. We're going to be racing on two different continents here pretty quick.
It's, wow. It's, it's a stretch That's for us. It's a stretch for us because, you know, we're just a little small team. We're not we're not a Penske organization, so we're, we're building cars for Le Mans, and we're building cars for Long Beach, and hopefully nothing happens out in Long Beach, and we can still race that car in Laguna, which is in California. Yeah. Too, I think the guys are going to have to come home to to get the Le Mans car done and put it on the boat, or the, the, we're going to fly it over there, but uh, the rest of the equipment I was about to, to say, I... Yeah, that's a slow boat getting it over there. You have to leave pretty early to do it by boat. But the uh, um, y'all are leading the point standings, which looks great. I've got it here in my hands, and uh, um, by virtue of your win at Sebring, and I'm just I couldn't be prouder to to know you and and you, your team. And uh, you know it's great. I think I said it last week to have a, a winner to pull for, and of course we pull for Jeremy too, and he's a winner, Jeremy Clement. So. Uh, um, I, did you hear the Bobby Allison interview? Uh, Bobby comes on every year, and once you get him rolling, he's a, he, do, he doesn't need much prompting. Uh, you got a Bobby his Allison memory, story for us? His memory, yeah, his memory, his memory is absolutely amazing, isn't it? I hope I still got that that memory when I'm 80, which I'm 70, going on 70 now. But 10 years from now, I hope I can still remember things he remembers. Yeah, Bobby. You know, I I don't know. I probably said this in one of the previous deals, but Bobby had an airplane and he would come by and get me on Saturday evenings after the cup practice and all was done and I would hop on the airplane with him we'd fly down to Fort Wayne Indiana from Michigan or someplace and and run his late mall car I loved to, you know go I raced I could race 24-7 but uh, he knew he knew I, I would be cheap help I'd do it for nothing to help his guy but he brought in his late mall car to Fort Wayne and they had a they always had match races, the North versus the South, and it was always Bobby Allison versus Dick Trickle, the White Knight versus Bobby Allison. And it was always fun to do that. But, yeah, he would scare the heck out of me in that airplane. He was, it was a stunt. He loved thing. airplanes. He, I mean, he, oh, he yeah. modified planes. I mean, he, he did things to engines and, you know, on the airplanes yeah. that, that uh, aside from all, yeah. you know, what he knew about racing, I know he was a, a – Seems like he made a turbocharger. Or he did a bunch of stuff with airplane motors, and that uh, I think he was associated with Piper for a while. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. He had his he had his airplane on the front stretch at, at Daytona whenever they decided to sponsor him. Landed it on the back stretch and taxied around to the front with it on back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, here's here's the deal about Bobby. I mean, absolutely, I was the best friends in the world with him when I worked with people those those years before I went to work for Junior. As soon as I went to work for Junior, I couldn't talk to Bobby anymore because Bobby and Junior had bad, well, they say bad blood between them, you know. Uh, I don't know what it was with Bobby. He had a hard head or, or had his own ideas about everything. And, and I've always stated, had Bobby stayed with Junior Johnson, it would be King Bobby instead of King Richard. He would have won all those championships driving for Junior, you know. I remember that Coke back. machine he had at about, it must have been about the 72 Southern 500, and that car, I can still see it. It's the only time I ever sat in the third and fourth turns down there, and it was like it was on a rail. I mean, he came by every time exactly the same way and <laughs> won that thing going away with that, that Coke uh, 
Coke Ford. I, I think it was a Mercury, maybe, but uh, man, he dominated that day. Oh yeah, he was. He was. I'm telling you now. I'm serious about this. If you just go back and think about it, if he had stayed at one place, like at Junior's, where we won, I don't know how many races he won. In '76, it was like 12 or 13 that year, I think. What would have well, happened Mike, if he just, if he had just stayed there and 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 got along with Junior and continued on, and we would have won all those championships that Kale had won and all the championships that Daryl had won, we'd won them with Bobby, and we might have won more. It, you know what I'm saying? It was it was a he, he, he might have won. Worst, one of the worst wrecks I ever saw in my whole life. And uh, we'll have to let you go after this. We're getting towards the end of the show. But was on the back stretch at Rockingham when he yeah. was driving that Penske car, that Cam 2 motor oil or whatever. I saw him flip that car. must have flipped 15 times if it flipped once. Yeah. And it landed yep. in the track upside down. And I couldn't believe he came crawling out of it. That was an awful wreck. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yep. And when he got hurt, that was a, when he got he got hurt up at Pocono. I'm telling you what, it just absolutely I'm, it just knocked me. I'm, you know, people said there's a grown man crying. That was me. Yeah, that, that was a, a close call, and he's lost both of his sons and his wife, and and he's the survivor. He is a survivor. No doubt about it. It's great to have him on the show once a year. But, uh, yeah. Mike, we're going to let you go because we're getting up close to the end of the show, and I want to tell everybody what's on television. But thank you so much for coming on and pinch, and pinch hitting a little bit and helping us out. And uh, um, have a good fourth, uh, good uh, April Fool's Day. I'll get it out in a yeah. minute. And don't let anybody else trick you. Yeah, y'all down there eating that barbecue. I'm having to, I'm having to smoke two pork butts for my wife birthday party she's fixing to have. She, her birthday's uh, Monday. So well, I'm, mine's today. I'm, My wife's is today. So, uh, we'll, we'll let you go. Birthday. All right. I will. Thank, thank you for coming on, Mike. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. Anytime, Pete. Uh, all right. Thank you. That's Mike Hill, who very kindly uh, filled in for us. Let me do the TV real quick before the closing music starts. Um, cup qualifying is... Uh, well, it's about over. Well, it's rained out, so we don't even worry about that because Deb just told us they weren't having it. She hadn't stuck her head outside, so we don't know what the weather's like there. <coughs> so hopefully the Cup, uh, I'm sorry, the Xfinity race will come off uh, scheduled at 1 o'clock. And uh, she sounded pretty iffy about it, but we don't know. That will be on FS1. The IndyCar race will be uh, qualifying will be at 12.15 on Peacock. Then at 4.30, the Craftsman Truck Series race will be on FS1 from Texas Motor Speedway. And hopefully uh, they won't uh, have any kind of FS1 conflict, as Deb was talking about, between the Xfinity's and the truck. They're both being carried today. And if they go off on time, there's plenty of space in between them. Tomorrow, don't forget, 1 o'clock in the morning, 12.55, Formula One on ESPN Live from Melbourne, Australia, the Australian Grand Prix. At 12 o'clock is IndyCar at um, Texas and NASCAR at 3.30. Appreciate you tuning in from the Hogfest. You had a good time, Ronnie? Oh, it's been great. And, and it's really nice out here now. And we uh, will uh, talk to you later. We're not coming, uh, Natalie, but... 
Rest of you, keep it between the fences. Saturday morning at 10 during the season. For the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from